Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashline from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Kyle Davis, Lewis Maine. Howdy, y'all. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote from the beautiful state of Tennessee wishing you better brain health. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is Shirley May, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Soul here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. If you jump back to June, imagine the person you are now telling the person you were in June what you'd be experiencing. Anybody want to try that one? Where you been all my life? I'm going to tell you, I can't believe that I'm in two classes. It's like I have gone through a whirlwind of super aha moments. And at the same time, it seems like that chaos that I'm also feeling sometimes, it's mixing in with all the things that have been discussed in the chapters. I'm going through those things. And at the same time, it's just so amazing because I'm handling all these things, something I never realized I would be able to do. And that to me is like, wow, I'm living what we're discussing in the book. Masha, you're just electrifying me through these headphones. You have such awesome energy. Your energy was always great. It is so focused now. I am so proud of the way you've developed. Incredible. Me too. Thank you, Carl. Me too. I looked at my work timeline and I said, whoa, look at my timeline. It's, yeah, it blew up here. But I'm going to tell you, 2016 
is going to be the magic year for us. For me, it's going to be magic. I am so excited because having gone through this journey in two classes, boy, I'm telling you, I am feeling strong. I am feeling so much more empowered with every part of my life. That is incredible. And it's because I really dove in to myself and really had to take a look that I'm going to straighten out the things that I need to straighten out in my life. I can look back at that person in June and I can say, start to prepare yourself to see your history, your life, all the things that you once thought were negative or dark or failures. Now, we put them in quotations. Take some time right now and just put them in quotations because your definition of those events and those people, those relationships, those situations is about to change. You're about to see your life from a whole new perspective, from a perspective of really starting to know and believe that you can't get it wrong. You're not going to get it all done. It's a fabulous ride. And wait until you experience all those things you once saw as failures as your greatest teachers. Perfect. Awesome. Anybody else? You have to have some feeling about this journey. And we're only in Chapter 4. Wait till you get past Chapter (laughs) 4. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Love it. What I found for me, to stop trying to manipulate external circumstances, make that a satisfying focal point in my life, what I found is to create a focal point of attraction that I would work on my own vibration and stop trying to manipulate everything around me, stop trying to look outside of myself for even signs that something for me to manipulate or something for me to move around, if this moved over here, then I would feel so much better. Screw that. I'm over that. (laughs) I know that the manipulation of my vibration myself will attract the things in my life that I desire. And me trying to manipulate, well, I I should get 10 more guys on my list or some (laughs) crap like that. That's bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. Well, I knew it before when I was younger, and in order to exist in this society, I just like threw in with everyone else, but I knew it was crap all the time. And now, what has happened, because I'm applying the principles, is it's like 5Xing everything in my life, if you know what that means. So I know it works for me. I don't know what everybody else is doing. I do whatever they want, but I know that changing my vibration to a vibration of attraction, appreciation, love, whatever you want to call it, joy, and staying there no matter what works for me. (laughs) Wow. You rock. That's what I learned from, seriously, that's what I learned, and I'm steadfast right there, man. Good observation. Anybody else want to share so far what they would say to that person? Back in June. Well, Marcia, I would tell that person that to be happy because what they have finally looked for all their life, something to help them, 
with their self-esteem is actually in their hands. So that they really have hope and that they can grow and that life will be better. So that's what I would tell my person. Be ready for the ride of your life. (laughs) The wave is bigger and bigger, and we're getting closer and closer to the top. And that's what I'm getting out of it. Little by little, inch by inch, just like a little inchworm, I'm learning who Kyle Davis is after 55 years. Because I've actually slowed down the brain chatter and said, I've got to fix all these things in my life that I see as faults. Because if I don't, I'm going to attract the wrong people into my business, into my life. And that can't be. So being that said, I am so honored to be on such a great team of just love, joy, happy people. I thank you, Masha, for bringing me in here. This is a perfect segue, Carl, into my next set of questions here. We've all been working on our timeline, probably staring at it once in a while, right? Just really staring at it and going, whoa. And I want to know, what themes or what cycles have you noticed? And which ones, what do you wish to strengthen or break with those cycles? Has anybody taken a look at that? Looking at my timeline, I still have to finish the relationship and worth part, which I'm going to work on. I'm just trying to get my head around all this before I finish it, but I'm going to get it done. But I think that I've learned so much just from looking at all the layers I had to dig through to remember what I've added to the financial and the health part of it and all the the processing that had to take place to bring all that out and put it on paper and to stand there and just go, holy shit, have I really been through all this and I'm still here? And now I feel like I finally have purpose. So you which know? ones do you want to strengthen and which ones do you want to break of those cycles, Chris? You talked about health and financial. What do you want to do? I want to spend less money on things I don't need. I want to get better at saving money. Health-wise, I'm actually I'm doing a lot better than I was in June, just about many different things. And now I feel like, okay, wheels are starting to move on their own, especially with all of this, with what we're doing in this class. And I want to tell as many people as possible about this once that momentum just keeps increasing. So, I was just wondering, Chris, are you recognizing that perhaps some of that anxiety is your desire to need to be in control? Have you explored that? Yes, I have. Now that I'm just allowing myself to explore, it's like, oh, exploring's a lot more effective. Oh, because you stand back and look at things rather than just make snap decisions. So that's one way it's helped me a lot, too. Perfect. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. David, how about you? Any themes or cycles that you've noticed that you either want to strengthen or you want to break? (laughs) One of my greatest teachers on this journey into that history, looking at it from all of these aspects, I had this pattern of, ooh, new relationship. 
ooh, new financial crisis, ooh, new relationship, ooh, right in that order like it happened several times through my lifetime. I found that very, very interesting. And I also see it as like this huge teaching opportunity because I've had lots of new relationships this oh, since June. I mean, a whole bunch of new relationships. There's been that, ooh, now when's the next two going to drop with that whole financial thing? And it's like, well, it kind of tried, <laughs> but I was just observing it rather than doing the old behavior, which was to get all wrapped up in it and get consumed by it and be essentially controlled by the circumstances rather than observing them and making choices. So massive. I mean, one of the best learning experiences I've ever had. <laughs> Perfect. How about Cheryl and Rick? Hi, Marcia. Hi. One of the biggest things that I noticed about my timeline was that there seemed to be big clumps of things and then a big space where there wasn't anything and then another clump. When I looked closer at what these clumps were, I realized that they were times of happiness. They were usually times that I did more of the things that I love, which brought more variance in my life. The more love and creativity I did, it seemed to draw more of the same back to me. But I did notice the same went with if I was being unhappy or something, then it drew that to me too. So like I wrote in my worth passport, this really showed me that our world is what we focus on, no matter what. If it's good or if it's bad, what we focus on will be drawn to us. Awesome. Perfect. How many of you, perchance, as you transited this worth timeline exercise, felt awkward with the cycle of procrastination? and frustration. <laughs> you hit me right between the eyes, soul. You did it again. Those aren't vibrations that I participate in. Good, good. Well, I'll get to Rick's level at some point, but until then, <laughs> did anybody <laughs> procrastinate because this didn't make sense or I didn't want to do this or I've got something else more pressing to do like answer all the chats on Facebook? You sure got me this time, soul. I do that all the time. I procrastinate things that I know that I need to get done. And then at the end of the night, I'm saying, oh, I didn't do this. I'm rushing at the last minute. And it's because I procrastinated. I should have had it already done as soon as it turned midnight. But I didn't. Instead, I stayed up and I listened to music and I put it off. And I, well, I'll do it. Uh-oh, I didn't get it done. Well, Carl, you remind me of the times. To me, this worth timeline exercise is equivalent to the master's thesis at a master's level program. And when I was doing my master's in social work and I had my thesis to do, it really amazed me how creative I got with procrastination. And it looked really good to everybody else. I had all sorts of dramas and traumas that I manufactured. I had all sorts of things that I, oh my God, I've got to respond to this and respond to all because I just did not want to sit down and write my bloody thesis. And so literally 72 hours before my thesis was due, meaning if this thesis weren't handed in, I would not complete my master's program. 
I would basically blow close to $85,000 by not handing in my master's thesis. So I pulled four all-nighters in a row and pounded it out. It was well-received. I certainly got my degree. But then I recognized, why did I choose to do that? Why was I so afraid of sitting down and writing my master's thesis? And I had that same feeling crop up when I did my very first timeline. I didn't want to do my timeline. I cleaned my entire townhouse, all three floors impeccably. I detailed my car. I went to the office and I cleaned that before I... (laughs) Before I even got the damn piece of paper rolled out. I wish I could have shown you how organized my CD collection was and my DVDs and my videos. They were organized and color-coded, and I almost started working on my scrapbooking. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you go through. I've been doing this almost for 10 years now. I know what it's like. And for those who dive really deep into this, your version 1.0 timeline, should you choose to do this again, or can you just add to it? version 1.1, version 1.2. I would like you to really look at your cycles of procrastination and frustration if you have those. I'm not saying everybody does. I'm really grateful that Rick has helped us understand how much easier life is as we release those vibrations because we choose to be in those vibrations of procrastination and frustration, yeah? Yep. Yeah, it's a complete choice, an absolute choice, and it can be chosen otherwise, and Rick nailed it. Thank well, you, Rick. I don't call it that, guys. I call it waiting for inspiration. Uh, there it is. You know what I'm Even better. I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, because I don't want to do this. I'm just like waiting. Hey, I might not feel like it right now, but I'm not going to say I'm procrastinating. I'm getting ready. I'm gearing up. I'm getting the vibration ready to do it. So, yeah, Cheryl might say, yeah, he procrastinated. He, I got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when Rick busts loose, my gosh, the artwork that I've been seeing you publish now that you've got your creativity flowing, Rick, it's astounding. Yeah. Wow. You're funny. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I received that very well. And people are wanting to buy that. So what other cycles? Marcia's brought up a very powerful question. What cycles have you noticed? Do you want to keep those cycles or break those cycles? Who else wants to talk about that? I think I want to break a couple of cycles, especially of I would notice a cycle of I would start to do a project or work on something. And then halfway through, I would get limiting beliefs about it, and I would stop, or I would come up with reasons why it couldn't be done. I actually am finding ways now, I've taken through Pay Me What I'm Worth and running my own business, to stop getting out of that mindset of something can't be done or something has to be put off. Wow. I am so wanting to find new people. And it's funny because as I was doing my timeline this week, of course, all of a sudden, I have family popping in my face. 
it's family members that all of a sudden I'm seeing coming into my life that I hadn't really reconnected with for quite a long time. I'm thinking, I want to connect with some new people so that I can really be connected with people who love professional or personal development. It seems to me like the landscape is changing, and I have a lot of people on Facebook, yeah, but I'm looking for people who love doing what I'm doing. That's what I want, who want to get together and really brainstorm and mastermind and talk about what their worth is and feel it. I want that so bad. (laughs) And I had an old system that I used, but I don't have that system anymore. So this is all brand new. I'm kind of carving out into that timeline a way that I'm going to meet people. I want to change some of my patterns. I don't always want to be in the happy place and doing the happy dance, but I don't want to be a bitch. And I think it's sort of like a pattern with me. Like if I see something that I don't like or something like that, oh, I don't want that, I don't like that. Why is that coming into my reality? And as these things come into my reality, then I switch my focal point. I don't go, oh, that guy's he's stinky, he's ugly. I go, hmm, maybe I should go home and take a bath. <laughs> or something like that. Me drawing it to me, and it's really evident now. I took this course, and I put my simplistic 1.0 timeline, like Soul says, but I spent 20 to 30 hours contemplating and talking about and drawing six lines on a piece of paper. Be happy. <laughs> I so wish I could have had a video of Rick drawing his typewriter. It would be fascinating to just hear the audio portion of the video. <laughs> I bet he did, too. I bet he did. Um, Very funny. Lost- you guys hear me all the time. You want to hear it more? I'm just like, oh, i got to draw this freaking line on there. i got to draw it up here, draw it up there, draw it there. There, good. Are you happy now? I have it on the wall, too, now. Right under Cheryl's. Oh, yeah, with Mozart or whatever the hell, Picasso or whoever paints that shit. I got it right up next to hers because mine's pretty, too. <laughs> yeah, you can look at my videos, go to my YouTube channel, Let the Blessings Be, or you can go to our com and see it on the before and after. Because I've been publishing videos, I published another one today, so you could see it up there if you want. Cool. Today is the day of victory. Woohoo! <laughs> more, more. We want more. Well, today is the day of victory. I've really been in the zone, so to speak, of just not even paying attention to fear or worry or doubt or shame and just stepping through and really being the me I'm destined to be, you know, I'm supposed to be, I was born to be. We went into town and did our usual weekly thing at a place we were dining. I actually spoke with the manager and put into action something that I've wanted to do for 10 years. And so that's going to unfold really, really well. And more to come. not going to go out too many details right now. But more to come on that. So that felt really good. I was blessed by the foundation to be able to pay our utilities so that things, necessities like water and electricity aren't cut off because the cutoff days were today. But today was a victory. 
those group of people that I was talking to you about yesterday, I sent a quick message out. It was, and I just said, Tanya's taking care of herself, and she won't be appearing. And I heard nothing back from any of them, and I was fine with that. I was very Sweet! Yes. Yes. Today has been a day of victory. I just had to jump on and let you all know. Tonya, imagine your June you talking with your current you. And your current you tells the June you what you'd be experiencing in the next five and a half months. What would the June you say? Oh, wow. I'm experiencing so much more freedom and growth and love and joy and peace than I was experiencing back in the winter, back in the December, or back in the November. I'm experiencing wealth and more abundance. My worthiness has grown because of small baby steps towards success and because of powerful aha moments. That's what the June me would be saying. Outstanding. Folks, I hope you understand that this Worth Timeline exercise is an exercise that has magic attached to it. I've witnessed so much magic happening in all of your lives by you even just contemplating the Timeline exercise, let alone diving into it. I've seen and felt powerful emotions shift in all of you. I can remember when I was retiring all my weight because I saw the same, or what I thought was the same face in the mirror all the time. I really didn't notice my changes all that much. But when I would meet people who had not seen me for a month, two months, maybe six months, and we would connect and they go, whoa, wow, you've changed. Well, it's because they haven't seen me day after day after day. While you've seen yourselves day after day after day, you may be a bit blind to how much you've actually changed. And I sincerely hope that this timeline exercise has shaken that up inside you. And it's, it's put light on just exactly how much you have already changed in a short amount of time. Or at least that's my illusion anyway. Thoughts on that? I've heard immense feelings coming from each and every one of you. And to me, that's awesome. That tells me that what you're doing, the exercises, it's all doing what it's supposed to do for you, integrating that feeling, that magic about yourself, about your worth. It's working. Even though you don't see it happening or Always know that it's happening. It's happening right behind the scenes. So I want to thank you all and congratulate you for all your hard work. One of the beautiful things about switching from analyzer to explorer, and we're doing more exploring than ever before for me, which is one of the things I would tell that guy back in June is, wait till you figure out what it's like to put on your explorer cap in an even bigger, better way and really let go of attempting to analyze the crap out of everything in your life. And watch what happens to analysis paralysis. Just watch what happens to it. Because you're going to get to observe all that. That's been just outstanding. 
it is truly amazing. It seems like in the short six months, many, many years have passed in terms of growth, growth and ahas and integrating new ideas. The ready fire aim <laughs> methodology <laughs> is alive and well in my world. And I really like that. I really like it a lot. It's a whole lot more fun. One of the things in my timeline, guys, that's one of my lines that goes from the start till the end is a purple line, and it says a life of service. It's really neat for me personally to have gone from, oh, yeah, if I even help just one person, I'm really grateful for that, and I still am, and just for today. That's perfect. What's really amazing is for me is to step into the thought pattern of it started with could I serve a million people? And then it stepped into serve a billion. And that that was, <laughs> that's a whole other level. I like that stretch. But there was a time back there where that kind of a stretch would have been, oh, yeah, right. And now it's more like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Perfect. As you all have a chance now to allow your timeline to work its magic. I encourage you to just, every now and then, roll it out, take a look at it, keep plugging away, keep adding as we continue on, because Marsha, knowing from firsthand experience, you've been adding to your timeline as we dive into Chapters 5 forward, yeah? Oh, absolutely. That's where I started seeing, wow, all the things that we have talked about so far, in each chapter, look at what's happening. I mean, look at all the experiences I'm going through in each chapter that we've talked about. I'm having them. <laughs> so it is pretty amazing to see that the old patterns, the old cycles that I have are actually changing. And that's been the amazing part for me. Wow. I'm stronger. I'm much more clear with my communication. I'm understanding more of the concepts, what it takes to actually coach somebody. I never had that before. So that, for me, has been magic in my life. (laughs) I don't know how to answer the question when I'm asked, How does pay me what I'm worth do what it does? I'm at a loss for words to that because I don't know how it does what it does. It just does it. I have full faith that it just does what it does when it needs to do it for each person in an appropriate way. As you look at your timelines and as you begin to tease out the cycles, that's the magic sauce of this chapter. It's imperative to become more mindful of our cycles. And as we become more mindful, as I become more mindful of cycles, just the fact that I'm looking at the cycle, I'm changing it, right? Did that make any sense? Right. Yes. So the way I can explain it is I'm doing these exercises that make me become aware of myself. And through becoming aware, I'm becoming aware of the experiences that I'm having because of the exercises I'm doing in the book. It just somehow 
the magic starts happening and you are so much more fully aware. I became so much more fully aware. And that's the magic. You're aware. I'm aware. I can see myself. I would like your honest, blunt feedback on this. You notice that at the very beginning of our journey together, I purposefully put into the ground rules a set of ways of acknowledging doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. It's there. It's there to some degree. How much of a degree it's there, we simply need to acknowledge it. It's neither good nor bad, right or wrong. It's more of a case of can you afford it. As you've all gotten into this timeline and as you've all touched different flavors, different smells, different feelings of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, have you begun to notice that part of the magic that we work with is that as we get more conscious of those four life-draining activities and we release them, we consciously release them, that shift happens more quickly? Is that an accurate statement or am I just being a little too happy and rose-colored glasses kind of guy? <laughs> no, I think um, it's accurate. Yeah, I think it's too. accurate. Yeah. Absolutely. And very, exactly. very much so. Marsha pointed out something in soul. You just segued beautifully to, I was going to comment, and I think this, for me, it sums it up, is that I always get more of what I choose to focus upon with the most intensity. One thing about this timeline, especially the last part of it, the next 10 years out, is what I focus my attention on with the most intensity, I'm going, I get more of. Even going back into the past and doing some, and I cannot do that back with those ground rules. I found myself, I could not go back and look at my past the way I used to do that and still have those ground rules in place. Because those ground rules are in place, I'm looking at it, reframed how I looked at all of those events, all those relationships, all of those things that I once thought were not very good. Now I look at them totally differently. And that changes how I feel about today. It's, it, it, I'm freed up. I'm able to imagine more. I'm able to think bigger. I'm able to say yes more frequently. <laughs> I'm able to let go more quickly. I'm able to acknowledge things that I never could acknowledge before. That I just never felt like I had enough courageousness just to come right out with. Rick is a shining example of that. Kareem is a shining example of that. Carl is a shining... We're all shining examples of that. It literally... In six months, I think that there's got to be at least three, four years of growth. If that's the case, this means exponentially, oh my gosh, it's unfathomable where we're going to be at when May 31st comes rolling around, when we've completed this first round, this journey 1.0. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. (laughs) I really opened up my world as soon as. I started doing Give Me What I'm Worth. It was like I hadn't realized how closed off my world really was. It just opened up so many more possibilities, so many more 
I don't know, my creative imagination, just everything started opening up and unfolding as if the universe was waiting for me to just accept it from day one. It's like, where have I been? And as soon as I got in to pay me what I'm worth, and I said, yes, I'm ready to start a class. It was like that's when I really, truly realized for the first time that I had closed off my world for so long. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, things were changing. The world was opening up. The possibilities, myself being so much more open to what's out there, You have to be open and willing to receive as well as give. You have to. All right, Kareem. Kareem, you're going to enjoy this. Marsha, who is the you you're talking about? (laughs) I I had to be open. I had to be willing to receive, and I didn't even realize that I was that closed off to receiving. And I didn't even understand what balance was how I had to be in balance with both giving and receiving. Because when I think about giving and receiving now, I see it as the same act repeating itself. Mm. It's the same. Giving, receiving, Mm -hmm. it's the same act. Yeah. Powerful. I want to piggyback off of that. I was always giving, giving, giving. I always thought that I had to give everything I had and then give some more and then give some more and then go broke. And then because I was such a gracious guy, I would receive. And in turn, what happened is not only didn't I receive, people wanted me to give more. And if I didn't, they would get mad at me, which I didn't understand. I've come to see that if I don't receive and I just give, 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 people don't really respect me and they don't really honor my worth because I'm not honoring my worth. If I start a relationship where I give some, I receive, I give some, I receive, people respect me, they respect usually what I'm doing, that my worth is being acknowledged. And I don't think I could work any other way. If someone wants to spend time or if I make a product or if I make a course or a book, or something of value, I do expect someone to pay for the time I took to educate them. Even though I do do a little bit for free, I still expect that if I create something for humanity, I will ask them for some payment or service to get to get that balance. With that thought in mind, Kareem, you bring up an extraordinary, powerful reality that we all may fall into as people who have a passion to serve. Everyone here in Team Seekers in some form or fashion has a passion to serve. If you go back to some of our very first classes, it becomes abundantly clear that one of the common threads we all carry is a passion to be of service in some form or fashion. One of the biggest traps of being of service is thinking I am not worthy because or I am not being useful because there's a lack of reciprocate value. I fell into that trap for years. I had everything out there on Soul University. I wasn't even getting comments, let alone 
a dribble or a drabble of a kind donation here or there. And then I began to realize I started doubting my own value because no one was responding. There was no feedback. I didn't realize I had set up a false expectation versus an agreement. Remember how we talked about expectations and agreements? And we're really going to dive into that when we get it to Chapter 8, aren't we, Marcia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the point I'm trying wow. to make here is anytime I expect something, I'm setting myself for a trap. Whenever I have an agreement with someone and that agreement's not being met, now that's different. We need to adjust the agreement. My agreement with Team Seekers is that I'm going to show up on time and help you all through your journey uninterrupted. I'm not working on a book. I'm not working on editing an audio file. I'm not cruising the web. I'm not even needlepointing. I am focused specifically on this call. There's nothing else going on. That's my agreement with you. And I pray that as we step into our next adventure, with Chapter 5 going forward, you begin to make an agreement with yourself. This is an agreement that I know, Marcia, you struggled with at the very beginning, and I know that most of all of Team Clarity struggled with this at the very beginning, and that is you need to put you on your calendar and stick to it. I ask you all at the beginning of this course, carve out three hours every single week, an hour for the book, an hour for the back office, and an hour for this call, every single week without fail. Have you made that agreement with yourself? Yes. And how's that going? Yeah, good. It's going well. I used to have a problem because of this course. I fixed it. And the problem was if somebody would ask me, going back to expectations and agreements, I used to have a lot of friends who would say, hey, Kareem, I just need... 10, 20, 50, 40 bucks. Don't worry, I'll pay it back. No big deal. Just give it to me a couple weeks, get paid. I'll hit you up. I'll get you the money back. And before, I used to jump head over here. I'm like, I have to do it. I don't know what will happen. If I don't do it, I'm a bad person. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> and it ended up a lot of those people either didn't come back or they suddenly disappeared even though they were around. The problem I had is if I was in trouble, I was not able to ask people for any money myself. So it ended up I was just, oh, if somebody needs something, I was jumping the gun to give them financials. But if I had the issue of myself, I never did. And I started thinking, and this is a while back, if I need help, there's nothing wrong with asking. If I need a donation, there's nothing wrong with asking. And if I don't want to help somebody, even if my friend or whoever says they are in need, I'm not saying I would do that or I wouldn't do that, but if I can at that point, there's nothing wrong with turning somebody down because we haven't made an actual agreement. I used to do a lot of stuff based on expectations. Which makes me want to possibly make David and Tonya a teeny bit uncomfortable 
I want to shine the spotlight on what Kareem just said when it comes to all the work you guys are doing with your foundation. Has there ever been this process where, okay, I'm going to offer this, and I'm going to offer that, and I'm going to build value, and I'm going to show value, and clearly we're giving exceptional value at no cost that at some point in time, somebody somewhere is going to go, wow, this is really great value. How can I help? And then when that value hasn't shown up magically, unsolicited, has there been doubts about, well, is what we're doing of value? Oh, yes, there's been doubts. There's been doubts, and I have even noticed in myself the spirit of expectation and entitlement, spirit of entitlement. Well, why aren't they giving to us? We deserve it because we put out such value. You know, I've had that come up, and of course that's ego. And I just observe it and let it go. But it's interesting seeing the contrast. Are you beginning to sharpen, Tonya, that resolve in you that here's value we're providing. If you would like that value, here's the cost. Yes. Beautiful. Both in the foundation and in what I did today, stepping out. Like I, I told you all that I had an idea. I've been wanting to do it for like 10 years. And I actually stepped out with no expectation. It was joy, it was exploring, it was fun. And I spoke to a manager about an idea that I had that was not related to the foundation. And I told him, this is what I will offer and this is what I expect. And I gave him my contact information and I said, I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. And I just walked away. He and his managers (laughs) will be contacting me. But it felt good, it felt so good to do that without expectation. Just having fun doing it, almost like it was a game. So I know wonderful things are going to come from that. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.